Thanks for listening to the Grace Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you, gives you hope, and leaves you forever changed. Stay tuned after the podcast for more information on how to find us online. Keeping God's commandments. You know, when you say commandments, people think the Ten Commandments. There's way more of God's commandments or word that he wants us to keep. And living in the world that we're living in today, listen, guys, if we don't get that word in us and we don't live that word, do you, how many of you are looking at what's going on in the world today? It's horrible. But you know what? That's going on in the spiritual realm too. And I see God's people are being drawn and sucked in that direction. And that's not God's will for us. If we go that way, when our time comes like Rusty's time, it's not going to be the way we all look at Rusty. Because she was committed, she stayed committed to the very end. But what about us? Are we staying committed? What is our what if we put our commitment on? Are we committed to our jobs, to the world, to being accepted by the world, pleasing our friends, making money? Where is our commitment? You know, in the word he says, if you love me. You will keep my commandments. Now, we quote that, and we say, I love God. Yes, I love God. But do we really love God? Are we really keeping his commandments? And it's not the Ten Commandments. It's in everything we do. Is God first in everything we do? Do we put him first? Do we ask him what we're to do? Or are we allowing the influence of the world to cause us to go in other directions? What direction are we going in? And I'm going to tell you, it's easy. It's easy. You don't have to miss church but a few times and you're out of the habit. It's easy. It's easy to compromise on what sin is. It's easy. You say, well, it's not too bad. Well, everybody's doing it. But we're not Everybody. We are children of the living God. We are to be a peculiar people. And if we live right and we put God first, the world will see us as peculiar. Believe me. If we say no to the things that the world has accepted, we're going to be considered peculiar. Are we being peculiar? 
Or are we standing out? Now, here in this setting, we all know each other. We all know that we're Christians. But the people that you encounter in the world, do they know that there's a difference with you and me? Can they tell the difference by the way we talk, by what we participate in? Can they tell a difference in how we hold our anger? Can they tell a difference by the way we forgive and we try to walk in forgiveness? Can the world tell the difference? Or are we just like everybody else? I I know that this is the heart of God this morning because I've been so grieved all week just seeing what's going on in the world and seeing what's going on with Christians, we are not to conform to the ways of the world. And I'm sorry, but many, many, many Christians are doing that. We put other things ahead of God. We don't consult God on what His will is for our life. We make the decision. If it satisfies us, if it satisfies our pleasures, if it just makes us a little more popular or whatever, we conform. But God is saying this morning that has to stop. He has called us to serve Him and obey Him. And I was talking with someone this morning and they were talking about how they had got ruffled last week and they could feel wanting to react. But they held on. And I told them, I said, you know, if you would have looked at that person, that this is Jesus. Jesus planned this. Jesus created this situation. Would you react like that to the Lord? Would you get mad and tell them off and tell them where to go and use choice words? No, we wouldn't. We would say, I understand, Lord. Okay, I understand. Let's make peace here. He says, in all our ways, be pleasing to him. In all our ways. That's when we want to get angry. When we want to say something we shouldn't say. Or tell somebody off. Whatever the situation. We are to. Please Him. Please Him. And I'm sure every one of us can think back to last week, a time where we were not pleasing. 
It does not stop God from loving you and me. He loves us, period. But he's grieved. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. It's just like as parents, our children, they do certain things and it just grieves us so bad. We're God's children. We're the Father's children. If we don't keep God's commandments, we are out of the will of God in that area. And if you're out of the will of God, you're out of God's blessings. How many of you want his blessings? I want his blessings. But if we're not keeping his laws, his ways, we're out of his will. Therefore, we're out of his blessings. If things are not going right with us and it's easy for us to be irritated and we're reacting in the wrong way, we need to stop and say, okay, God, where am I missing it? I'm out of your will. It's very obvious. Show me how to get back in your will. Because he has a way And his way is not heavy. It's not too much of a burden for us to carry. Because he says, take my yoke on you. Learn of me. Because my way is light. My burden is light. But so many times we look at it that God's way is just too much. It's too much to handle. It's just asking too much. If we feel that way, something's wrong inside of us. Because God does not lie. And if he says, yoke yourself with me, because my way is easy, and then we're the ones that's making it hard. In Psalm 18 and 21, it says, For I have kept the way of the Lord. I have not done wickedly or on purpose, knowingly departed from my God. Now, we all know that we have times we don't, we depart. We do things we shouldn't do. But how quick are we coming back? How quickly are we making it right? Getting back in the will of God. But when we knowingly and on purpose disobey God, then we're cutting ourselves off from the very life that we breathe. God wants us to be so aware of Him in everything we do and everything we say, that we don't lie, we don't get angry, we don't hold unforgiveness, we don't steal, cheat, all of that.
You cannot compromise, and I cannot compromise God's word and expect to stay in his blessings. His word is not to be compromised. He does not say in the word, don't do this unless you feel like doing it. He says, don't do it. Or do this, whether you want to or not, do it and you'll reap the reward. You know, I'm sure that Joseph, when he was thrown into prison, he could have easily said, oh God, where, how in the world? Am I totally out of your will? But if you look at the story, he wasn't. God even made it easy for him. He was put in the prison of the uh, king or those that worked for the king. It wasn't harsh, as harsh as what it was in the other. Then God promoted him. He promoted him in the middle of his trouble. He promoted him. He watched out for him. And then, when he interpreted the dreams, he told the cupbearer, he said, now don't forget about me when you get out of here. Well, he did. For two years, he forgot about him. That was God's divine plan. Now, Joseph could have said, well, I interpreted his dream, and I did all this, and then he's just got out, and he's forgot about me. God's forsaken me. He did not forsake him. He, had, he was preparing him for greater things. And sometimes when we go through things, and it seems like I'll never get ahead, I take two steps forward and four steps back. Sometimes it's God preparing us for even greater things. God dreams big. He dreams big. We don't dream big. We just dream of making it through this week, paying our bills. But God's dream is much greater for us. Now, which one do we want? Do we want the little puny dreams we can dream? Or do we want the dreams that God dreams? God's favor is shown upon us as we obey him. And he stopped being mean and ugly and a hard taskmaster. He knows what's out there in the world. He knows the path that we'll take. He knows the destruction that's out there. And so he's saying, don't go that way. Stay in my commandments and what I have for you that I can continuously pour blessings upon you. He wants to continually bless his people. And I want to continually be blessed. Amen. I was that same person I was talking with this morning. They were kind of telling me this was going wrong, that was going wrong, and all this. And I said, but you are in the will 
of the Lord. You keep telling yourself that. I am in the will of the Lord. God's got all this. He knows everything. But if we have that assurance that we're in the will of the Lord, then we can ride the storm. Because we know this too shall pass. Do you have any this twos in your life? I know I do. And I'm looking forward to the, the day when it will pass. But in the meantime, I'm going to stay in the boat and I'm going to float until it passes. Regardless of what you're going through, this too will pass if you keep your focus on the Lord, you continue to trust Him, if you get all bent out of shape and you lose your cool and you say all these things, you're just going to stay in the storm that much longer. We all go through storms, but it's up to us how long we stay in it. I want to get in it and get out of it. In Psalm 19, 7 and 11, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect. His laws are perfect. There's no flaws. It's perfect. It converts our soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. I'm simple, and he can make me wise. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned and in keeping them, there is great reward. Great reward if we obey Him. When we allow revival to come to us, we're going to want to be in the presence of the Lord and in the presence of God's people. It's not going to be a struggle. We will want it. But we have to stay in his presence. That does not mean you shut yourself off from life and you stay on your knees in your house and you pray 24-7. Paul says pray without ceasing. I pray without ceasing. Just about everything I encounter, I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you saying about this? Okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to handle this? That's being in the attitude of prayer all the time. When we get in disobedience to God, we become discouraged. We become depressed. We become worried. We become fearful. And we all know that is not God. That's not His character. But when we're out of His will, and we're doing our thing, and we're doing what we want to do, and what feels good, it will catch up with you. As Christians, 
we're not going to be able to go that long without it catching up with us. You're going to begin, and I'm going to begin, to feel the effects of disobedience. And God wants us to serve Him and love Him for ourselves, not because we're made to do it. He wants us to do it because that's where our heart is. That's what we long for. And we don't do it for what we can get out of it. We do it because that's where our heart is. So we need to stop and think, have we lost some joy? Is stress getting the best of us? Are we getting anxious? Do we find ourselves being so busy we don't have time for God anymore? If we're there, then we need to stop and say, okay, God, where have I strayed? How did I get off the path that I was on following you? There's blessings in serving the Lord. There is blessings in serving the Lord. And we forget that sometimes. Because, and I'm not talking about being showered with money and all that stuff. I'm talking about just the blessing of having peace. The blessing of feeling joy. The blessing of trying to live righteous and do our best. The blessing of knowing that you've got somebody that you can call on that hears you and will answer you. That's a blessing to me. And I, I've, I've said so many times, things that we go through in life if we didn't have God, how in the world would we make it? I look, I look back on things I've gone through and I'm thinking, I couldn't have made it without God. What do people do that don't have God? That don't depend on Him? God wants us to prosper. He wants us to be blessed. But that cannot be our focus because it will all come tumbling down if it's not on the right foundation. You build your house on sand, it's going to sink. In Psalm 37, 34, it says, Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. The key word there is wait. And that's something we in this society, we do not like. We don't want to wait. We want everything when we want it, and we want it yesterday. But there is a waiting on the Lord. 
And it does such work inside of us. It puts treasure inside of us that we cannot get any other way. And I'm sure all of you, if you think about the things you've gone through and how you had to wait, you had to trust, you had to hang in there, you got treasure that cannot be taken away from you. That's how we build the treasure in heaven. In John 14, 21, he says, He that hath my commandments and keep them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me will be loved of my Father. And I will love him by manifesting myself to him. I want more God. I want more of the manifestation of God in my life. And so he tells us right here how to get it. Love him. But he said, if you love me the way I know you love me, you keep my commandments. And we can say it all day long. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. But if we're not keeping his way, the Bible says we don't love him. We may think we do. But if you love someone, you are committed. It's, it's like a marriage. If the, as long as that love's there, you're committed. It does not matter what you go through. You're committed. You're going to hang in there. You're going to stay in there. And when we allow the love to go, we're not committed anymore. God loves us. He cares about us. But he wants us to care about him. It's not all about us. It's caring about him. What does he want us to do? What does he have to say about this? How would he want us to act? So, James said we can spew out bitter and we can spew out love. And it comes out of the same vessel. And James says, that should not be. We can say, I love you. And we can sing, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. But are we doing our best to stay obedient to him? And his obedience we always think of being obedient to God as all this big stuff. Don't kill, don't murder. No, it's the little things. Go the extra mile with your brother or sister. Hold your tongue. Show love when they're not lovely. Be respectful. Respect one another. It's all the little things that God tells us 
of how to live every day. He loves us with an everlasting love. He loved us so much, he died for us. Now you think about that one. You love somebody enough to die for them? That's not your child? Do you love a stranger enough to die for him? Jesus died for those that had not yet been born on the earth. He died. He loved the world, not our little world. I love y'all. But do I love you enough to die for you? If my life was threatened, that's something to think about. God's desire is to bless us, build us up, strengthen us, heal us, meet all of our needs, take care of us, keep us safe. That's his desire. But if we're going to stay in his blessings, we have to stay in his will. I challenge you next week when you're wanting to do something. Ask God, am I supposed to do that? And be willing to listen to what he says. We might be surprised at how much we're doing because we want to. And not so much that God is telling us to do it. But you know what we do? We say, God, am I supposed to do that? And we immediately say, I want to do it, I want to do it, I want to do it, I want to do it. And we don't hear God. We say, well, he didn't say nothing, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Don't we do that? God wants us to be willing to say, God, do you want me to do that? Is that something I need to do to stay obedient to you? And truly listen to what he says. Do you want me to say that to that person? Or do you want me to hold my tongue? It'll make a difference. It'll make a difference. In Luke eleven twenty eight, 28, it says, But he that saith, Yea, rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keeps it. Now that was Jesus talking. He says, I had rather, if I, my will is that you be blessed, and that I had, but I had rather that you hear what I say and do it. 
than just going around saying, praise God, praise God, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. Oh, yes, he's my everything. But our life is not lining up with it. Let's think seriously and consider him in what we do. Consider him. Let him lead you. Let him guide you and me. Some of you know I've had to have all these repairs done on my house. Well, this morning I went in a bedroom upstairs where a tree had fallen through our roof during a hurricane in 1999 or 2000, somewhere in there. and Went all the way through the roof, all the way through to the bedroom and flooded the bedroom. Well, I went upstairs this morning and I saw this white stuff on the floor. I thought it was paper. And I went over there to pick it up. Well, it was my ceiling. And my first thought was, how much more, God? How much more? But I didn't let it come out of my mouth. I just raised my hands. I said, Lord, I thank you. You got this. You got this, Lord. You're taking care of it. It's going to be taken care of. The money's going to be there to get it fixed. You got this, Lord. You got this. Well, all the way to church, that kept coming in my head. Coming in my head. Oh, now you got a ceiling you got fixed. And every time that thought came in my head, I said, God's got it. He's got it. My trust is in you, Lord. My trust is in you. I haven't even paid for the repairs that's been done on the house yet. And now I got something else. But you know, when a house gets old or a body gets old, Things change, and you have to do repairs. But I always depended on Owen to do that. I didn't even think twice about it because he would take care of it. He would get it straight. He'd get it fixed, and it was taken care of. But all of a sudden, I'm having to take care of it. I told Neil the other day, I said, Neil, I need you guys in the church to help me. I don't know how to do this stuff. I don't know how you're supposed to go about getting this stuff fixed. Thank God for Bobby. He better stay alive a long time because all the sisters' husbands are gone. (laughs) And we all look to him. So that's a good thing. We all pray for him to stay healthy and strong and alive. But I thank God that I've got my brothers and my sisters here to stand with me and help me. Oh, I had somebody come by the house this morning. I said, what in the world happened to your house? Because I've got all these new boards everywhere where I had to replace. God's repairing fixing it up so that I can, as long as he wants me here, I'm going to be able to live there. Amen.
Let this week, I just want you to pray a prayer. God, make me aware of you in everything I say and do. And earnestly pray that prayer. And it'll come to your mind. It'll pop in your head, well, what does God want me to do? Have I prayed about this, or am I just jumping out and doing it? He loves us. He wants to bless us. He wants to shower his blessings on us, more than what we can hold. But he says, seek me first and my righteousness and you don't even have to be concerned about these other things. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's message. Grace Church is located in Laura, South Carolina. You can find more information about Grace Church at www.facebook.com slash gracechurchoflores or follow us on Instagram at gracechurch843.